Once upon a time, if you can believe, a podcast of which one can hardly conceive. Three sorcerers planned to take over the world, examples they discussed and plans they unfurled. When in an offence, if any are caught, what they've said is for humour, not actually thought. Sit back, relax, take in the narration, and enjoy this here episode of World Domination. I was like fucking going cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to World Domination, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Slither Jim. <laughs> and I'm your host, Ray Kinclaw. <laughs> and I'm Emma Watson. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to season two. I don't remember whether we made this clear at the end of season one, but season two is fantasy season. Fantasy. If that wasn't clear from. The new show art and the new show theme. I think we left because we had no idea what we were going to do this season. I think we left it very, we're going to do something different. Mm. It's a fantasy. Fantasy. Different. Not exactly sure when this episode is going to come out. If it's before the Area 51 raid, shine on you crazy diamonds. <laughs> if it's after the Area 51 well. raid, uh, my condolences to your families. <laughs> oh, jeez. And if, yeah, if this is after Area 51... Wasn't that alien weird looking? <laughs> so how was everyone's break? I had a had a wonderful time off. And um, as I mentioned just before we broke, uh, I was about to finish up jobs and transfer over. So it's been a bit hectic, but my brain's fried, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Good. Yeah. And, I, and I've uh, turned a year older in the break too. So it's been a, it's been a wild ride. God, we haven't been gone that long, have we? Well, I'm older. How was everybody else's break? Yeah, mine was pretty good. Same as always. I've counted. I've, I've been to six yoga lessons so far. Oh. And I, six? Yes, six. Wow. And uh, no one's offered me to join a cult yet, so I'm not sure if that's a win or a lose. But You've you got to go to at least seven. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week you're in. Oh, that's a seven, seven to serious number. They know you're serious Ooh. about yoga from there. How was your break, Jim? Yeah, how was your break, Jim? Um, yeah, it was okay. Like... It was sad coming up with plans to take over the world all on my own. Wait. You, oh, right. You, what? Okay. You try to take over the world without us? Ex- no, no, no. I I said I came up with plans oh, on my own. Okay, I couldn't okay. do anything without you guys. Oh, Jim. Oh, you needed to rate it and question it and make sure that you weren't going to do anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole QA process here. There is. There is. So welcome back, everyone, to your, your favorite podcast about world domination. Uh, we're going to keep the... St- structure of the show broadly the same as it was in season one um, but for season two we're going to focus pretty much on one particular property per episode rather than doing a, a particular theme yeah so today's episode if you are incapable of reading the show title is about harry potter harry potter has returned to hogwarts has he i don't know <laughs> i mean he graduated yeah <laughs> In what? No, he graduated in 1999. Well, no, he didn't technically graduate, but the Battle of Hogwarts was in 1999. Oh, that's right. He skipped school for the last two years, went around and travelled. <laughs> Such a nice way to put it. He yeah. <laughs> you took a gap year. <laughs> he took a gap year to kill a, a wizard. So a couple of housekeeping things that we wanted to just tick off before we get into the episode proper. I did just want to call out one piece of listener feedback that we got. Thank you everyone who sent in feedback to the show. I'm just kidding. It was only one of you, but thank you. <laughs> but we appreciated it. We really appreciated it. You took the time to compose an email. Thank you. So I did want to read this out. They have signed it anonymous, but I did just want to say that their email address was their first name dot their last name. 
<laughs> so you know who you are. Uh, and we, know we who also you are. do. <laughs> but thank uh, you. Thanks, Anonymous. So it says, hey, World Domination team. Just wanted to drop a quick line and let you know how much I'm enjoying this podcast. I've been an avid listener from the start. Brackets. Humbly, comma, I think I'm your biggest fan. Uh, winky emoji, close brackets. Keep up the great work and know that I've been taking notes and plan to put some of your finer DOM plans into effect <laughs> once the crowdfunding money lands in my bank account. Signed, Anonymous. You'll be waiting a while for that money, Anonymous, but we yeah. appreciate we appreciate you writing in. If you have a crowdfunding money connection, feel free to set us up. I can do it with some cash. Yes. I also like money. Um, so another thing we've set up in the break, so we haven't just been sitting on our asses, is that well, we're... I have. Yep, well, actually, yeah, we're in front of a computer. So, <laughs> um, so we have set up a couple more um, social media accounts. So we're going to start getting a little bit more out there on the socials. Um, I don't know if that's what the kids are saying these days. I don't know. So we can be found on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at World Dom Podcast. So please feel free to reach out to us and um, you'll probably see a little bit more in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah. Like and follow. And hang around to the end of the episode. We have a little bit of surprise about our social media accounts. Yes. Yes. Stay tuned, friends. Sounded really creepy. I'm sorry, friends. Please stick around. (laughs) So why don't we get into Harry Potter? I don't know if it bears saying, but forewarning, this is probably going to be fairly spoiler heavy, at least for like the latter half of the books. So if you're not familiar with the plot of Harry Potter... We are going to be talking quite a fair bit about it. And where have you been living for the past like 20 years? Like, honestly, where have you been living? <laughs> spoiler warning. We'll sound the spoiler horn now. Horn. <laughs> I'm going to work with it. <laughs> you have been warned. Was it just me that was a huge Harry Potter nerd when I was in primary school? Yeah, you know what? I actually remember I read the first book. I think I read the first two chapters of the first book back in primary school days. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wasn't my thing oh really so it wasn't until what was it you guys i was talking to you as i was reading through them what like last year or the year before i finally read all of the harry potter books two years ago i'd seen all the movies and you know enjoyed them but yeah hadn't read the books until two years ago i fucking love those books yeah they're great i know you do i used to just reread them over and over again in primary school i think i read the first four back when those were the only ones like five times each oh wow okay did you also have a lot of friends jim no Harry Potter's a lame-ass kid, and Harry Potter Whoa. was too cool for me. Yeah, yeah. Ha- Harry Potter was definitely a jock. Yeah, exactly. He was popular, like super popular. Oh, nobody would have given any shit about him if, like, if fucking Voldemort hadn't have tried to kill him when he was a baby. There would have been nobody would have given two shits who he was. I mean, his parents might have. Okay, fucking Lily and James. Then <laughs> two people. That's it. <laughs> Maybe his godfather. It's like whatever. Nobody else. Hmm. I mean, every, I mean, he still would have become a seeker. I, I believe. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, probably. Like, you know, he would have been. He was still being a great seeker. That that whole sequence that didn't really have anything to do with him being ha- Harry Potter. You know. No, but wasn't it because didn't he start playing because his dad played or something though? No, he impressed McGonagall by getting a a oh, remember all. Yeah, the remember all. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's right. Well, I guess for those uh, listeners who do live. Under a rock. Should we give a bit of an overview of the story of Harry Potter? Yeah. Talk us through it. Broad strokes of Harry Potter. The story starts when Harry Potter is one year old, I want to say. And it starts on the night that his parents are murdered. So a dark wizard named Voldemort kills Harry's parents. <gasps> like Batman. <laughs> Basically a wizard Batman. 
Oh my yeah. gosh. Except for the, you know, mental competency, physical strength, I'll martial say- arts ability. Good looks. Yeah. The thing that makes Harry so special is that he Voldemort comes to kill him and he fails. This has never happened before. <gasps> Good one. Nobody has survived before when Voldemort has come to kill them and nobody's sure why. But it left Harry with a, a lightning scar on his forehead uh, and this gives him some connection to Lord Voldemort. You don't find this out until book three, but Voldemort killed Harry's parents because there was a, there was a prophecy made that the person who would ultimately kill Voldemort would be born to someone who met, met the description of Harry's parents. So it's a children's book. So most of it take, like most of the books take place in a school, uh, a school for wizards called Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which is the school that Harry attends. And there's seven books in total and each one of them generally deals with thwarting some kind of plan to help Lord Voldemort come back to power. Eventually he comes back to power and the last kind of third of the book series is dealing with his return to power and ultimately defeating him. Yeah. In preparation for this podcast, I actually watched the first four movies and realized none of them had anything to do with him uh, getting back into power. The fourth one does. It does, it does. But, uh, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> Poor planning on my part. The first four are the fun ones. Actually, yeah, they're, yeah, they're super fun. Before the, like, adult busy work of, like, governing comes into play. Yeah. So, in the end, there's a final showdown between Harry and Lord Voldemort. It turns out that Lord Voldemort had been doing this trick to get immortality, where he split his soul into a number of inanimate objects, which is why he didn't die when he tried to kill Harry. And in order to kill Voldemort, you first have to destroy these trinkets called Horcruxes. So, what do you guys think it was that made Harry Potter so popular? I don't know. I think it was just something different. Do you know what? It's one of those things that you can never quite explain why something is so massive i think it was just such a different world but i think as well what it brought was the real world into a fantasy world Mm. in a way and i think it was just that gave kids something to kind of think about in yeah that oh you know this is you know especially the kids in england where it was where it was set that you know this is you know he's just living an ordinary life Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden his his eyes are open to this whole other world that was there. So I think for kids, it's a great escape to thinking that, you know, not that everybody's life is terrible, but, you know, that there's something else out there. Yeah. And every kid wants to be special. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when you pair, pair that up with, you know, the amazing adventures of Harry Potter, it's sort of, sort of like, oh, yeah, that could be me. So, yeah. you know, I'm still waiting for my letter. <laughs> well, keep waiting. I think the thing I identified most with about Harry is about how clueless he is to, like, what's going on around him. just doesn't give a shit yeah like that's like (laughs) i don't really notice anything that's going on around me um like there's there's a moment and i think one of the i think it's in like book three or four where they they need to go to talk to hermione in the girls dormitory and so they go to see her in the girls dormitory and when they try and run up the stairs the stairs turn into a slide and throw them back down (laughs) and like at this point they've been there for like four years and like they never thought to try and walk up those stairs or like never noticed when anybody else tried to walk up them. Huh. Yeah, but girls girls have cooties, so mm. why would they want to go up there? <laughs> well, why don't the boys' stairs have the same thing? Actually, that's true. Because <laughs> doesn't Hermione and the other girls walk up there? Yeah. yeah. They make a comment about how <laughs> like the, the founders of Hogwarts oh, thought boys were way more untrustworthy than girls. Um, That's because that's 100% true. Um. um uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Neither yeah, of you have ever yeah, talked I, I, Unfortunately, I can't outright <laughs> yeah, disagree exactly. with that. No, straight up. <laughs> um, but I think one of the one, of, I mean, out of Harry Potter, I mean, we all 
let's be honest, we all know Harry Potter and the absolute massive bloody franchise that it is in itself has, you know, pretty much taken over the world. You know, where you've got all the movies, obviously, that came out of the books, you've got Broadway plays, you've got theme parks, you've got the movies themselves then led into those, you know, the Fantastic Beasts franchise as well, which has earned a fair amount of coin. Like, it's just insane that such, I think it was £2,500 for for the Philosopher's Stone back in 1997. And to think of where everything is now, like, mm. it's just crazy. So that in itself, that's one way to take over the world. What I'll say is this is this is a fantastic argument in favour of the welfare state because she was a goddamn welfare queen when she wrote that first book. Yes, she mm. was. She's a goddamn single mum welfare queen living in Scotland on the goddamn taxpayer's dole. <laughs> well, she, look, she's helped the world. At least she did something while she was on it. Yeah, but this is my argument in favour of the doll. Oh, okay. Ah. So basically, if you're on the doll, create Harry Potter or something yeah, like that. you too it. can be a multi-billionaire. <laughs> well, the thing is, right, you know, she um, she was crowned as a, as a billionaire but lost that status. Didn't she donate a lot of it? Because, yeah, because she donated, I think it was like $160 million to charity and it took her off the billionaire list. Mm. Like, That's very noble a, of her. What a nice person, yeah. And um, another fun fact, in 2018, it was calculated that for every minute, she earned £142. Every minute of 2018. Oh, I thought you meant like every minute she worked on Harry Potter. No, 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 no. Every minute in 2018. I'm like, that's not like that much money. No, in 2018. For every minute of 2018. Yeah. Like when she didn't do anything, really. Mm. That's not bad. Not bad. Jeez, all right. (laughs) I will say, though, that, like, there's a bit of, like, internet sentiment that J.K. Rowling is basically becoming a villain in real life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's, um... I do yeah, love her tweets. Because she's basically come out and started, like, retconning a lot of the things in her work. Like, announcing that before flushing toilets were introduced into Hogwarts, uh, <laughs> wizards would just shit where they were and just magic it away. Yes. Which I would argue, what did the first year wizards do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, so... No. No, they all had bathrooms. I I know you were talking about something else, like, before that, but you're talking about first-year wizards as in, like, first-year Hogwarts students, right? Yeah, what did first-year Hogwarts students do before the introduction of bathrooms into Hogwarts? Because supposedly they would just shit where they stood and somebody else would have to magic their shit away? Like... Surely with magic, you can just not go. Wasn't that the whole point of Chamber of Secrets that they... (laughs) Is that their Chamber of Secrets? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I call my butthole. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but I think even in, you know, she was saying that she um, wishes that she'd never killed off, was it Fred or George? I can never remember which one actually died. Fred. But like, even just things like that, like, keep it to yourself. Like, or at least come up with some sort of reasoning as to why you did it. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to stick with it. It's out there now. Yeah. Anyway. Well, what did she do about that? Did she? No, she just tweeted that she wished that she hadn't killed him off. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, just like you kind of think that, you know, when you're reading it or watching it, you're like, fuck, he didn't have to die. But you, you kind of thought that, well, there had to be some sort of deeper purpose for it to show that, you know, family and friends and, you know, that nobody's safe and how, you know, it affected everybody rather than just keeping all of the, the main characters alive and basically unaffected. But then for her to just come out and say that she should never have killed him off was just kind of a bit of a... Slap in the face of well, there actually wasn't a deeper meaning behind it. Aww. Anyway, that was my take on it. I don't know. There's just all sorts of weird things 
like yeah. the, like somebody asked her why are there no jews at hogwarts and like it's a children's book guys like come on <laughs> um, like, there probably was and that she said <laughs> his name was anthony goldstein i'm like okay come on like <laughs> Why are you responding to this? And B, why did you give him the most stereotypical Jewish name ever? <laughs> I guess we should probably talk about, given the uh, the theme of our podcast, what what is the plan for taking over the world? See, this is the thing. I don't really know what Voldemort's plan was. He just kind of has this vague thing of like, oh, I guess I'll kind of be puppet master of the government. And then, uh, step three, uh, profit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> The thing is, he was really obsessed with the school. Like, you know, it would have been like the school would have been the perfect place. But Voldemort is always jumping back into the school to find ways to revive himself or kill Harry Potter. And, you know, with Harry at school the whole time, there's so much else, so much more he could do. And I think this is this is one thing that J.K. Rowling does quite well, is that she kind of draws out the similarities between Harry and Voldemort. Like they're oh. both kind of not loved by their parental figures and they both kind yeah. of like see the school as their refuge. Yeah. Voldemort more so in that he sees the institution of the school as his refuge rather than like the people that are there. Oh. Yeah. Which is what Harry does. Yeah. And so he like, he really wants the defense against the dark arts teacher position. And that's all he ever wanted in life. And, and Dumbledore wouldn't let him have it. No, I think he did want to take over the world because he didn't get everything that he wanted from Hogwarts. Yeah. Besides the, um, the rollers, um, defense against the dark arts teacher and, and that, the one thing that he failed in at life in failed at in life was killing Harry. And it was just this thing that he was like, well, before I can actually tackle the rest of the world and whatever, this is what I have to do. Hmm. And so he'd obviously created this following before he, you know, um, was foiled by Harry Potter. And then that happened. And then basically since then it was, well, this is what my step one is. And he was just stuck in that, I have, this is what has to be done before I can move to step two. Yeah. It's dumb. Just yeah. skip step one, come back to it once you've fucking dominated the world, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. And like, he did have some other things that he wanted to do after he gained power. Like, he, he talks a lot about like... Getting rid of all the muggles or... Yeah, rid putting of the, the muggles in their place or something like that. Mm. I don't know how, like, they, they never really go into like, what he actually does to that end. It's just yeah. kind of this vague goal that he has. But I guess as well, like one thing I guess I don't quite understand is that, I mean, I kind of understand why the wizarding world is, is um, you know, hidden, but surely with magic, they can just take over the muggles. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so for that, fucking good on you, Voldemort. Yeah, you get a D minus like... for... <laughs> I'm not condoning mass killings that Voldemort was trying to bloody do, but like... He didn't accomplish anything. If I had magical powers, I'd be all up on that, trying to fuck with the muggles. Yeah. He had like a year in power, basically. Yeah. A year in power. Oh, oh, is this like in the books? In the books. He had like a year where he was in con directly in control of the Ministry of Magic, oh. or at least like indirectly in control. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the best villain in terms of like his plan for world domination. He's a good villain in that he's like, you know, scary and, you know. Entertaining. Entertaining. Attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Look, as Tom Riddle, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> what are you? Okay, you're into some weird You can weird get real shit, close yeah. when you make out when he has no nose. Jesus Christ. Yep. So mm. I feel like because we're, we're kind of uh, spilling over into the territory of our oh, next next right. uh, section, which is our villain appreciation moment, chilling with the villain. Woo! We're quite catchy this, this season, guys. So, yeah, as, as we said, so Voldemort 
was once known as Tom Riddle. Named after his father. Tom Marvolo Riddle, which if you rearrange the letters forms, I am Lord Voldemort, which really seems like a cheat. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Tom Riddle. Oh, and his middle name is Marvolo. Marvolo. Do you, do you think that like, you know, I'm just thinking of to- like Tom sitting there is like, okay, well, what's my fucking villain name going to be? And like just starts rearranging his names. Like how does he... I meant that's a cheat by JK Rowling. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. But I'm just saying that like, if you think about, okay, that I- it is what it is. How did he... Like, like, why Voldemort? Like, was he just rearranging? He's like, what are you to be, doing? To be honest, when I read it as a kid, I was like, oh my God, J.K. Rowling's a genius. She thought <laughs> yeah. this ahead in time. <laughs> Maybe she did. I don't know. It means flight of death in French. Ooh. Him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It was Fonstrois. But I guess I I don't remember enough to talk about his parents. I remember vaguely, but he didn't have the best upbringing. Mm. No, this is this is another like interesting thing that J.K. Rowling does. So he his mother was a witch and his father was a muggle, mm-hmm. and she thought he was just so dreamy. <laughs> He was the rich boy that lived on the manor at the top of the hill and she gave him a love potion so that he would fall in love with her. But apparently in the wizarding world, if you are conceived as the result of a love potion, you are incapable of feeling love, which... I imagine a non-zero amount of babies are born as a result of love potions in the wizarding world. So there must be like some sort of, they, they must have had to deal with this at some point. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there'd be quite a few for sure. Yeah, and like love potions aren't strictly illegal. But even like even if you're thinking about it, you know, people in the in the Muggle world would probably take in mushrooms and ecstasy and stuff <laughs> for for a bit of freaky time. I'm sure a love potion would give you a bit of a an oomph. Why wouldn't they? Why maybe that's what they used. <laughs> and then just nobody feels love. That's love depressing. potion number nine. Now with four fifths of a Viagra tablet sprinkled in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, if because you think about it, like, I'm just picturing, you know, remember when um, when Ron had it and he was just going absolutely insane hmm. and there was just so much. And you're just like, well, surely if two people took it and they were in love with each other. Yeah. What happens if be two people take it like at the same time? Ooh. Yeah, that's what I, it'd be fucking intense. Damn. Exactly. Hey, Precisely. Hey, exactly. Nice. Yes. Pun intended. Nice. <laughs> Much like Harry, he doesn't really have... He doesn't have loving parents, but he ends up in an orphanage where he is kind of like this little sadistic shithead that, like, tortures the other kids that live there. Eventually, he gets his letter to Hogwarts and he gets to come and he he finds out that, like, he too is... You're a wizard! Doesn't Dumbledore go and visit him in the orphanage? He does. So, I guess, with all of that in mind, how do you you rate Voldemort and his plan to take over the world? (sighs) There's a bit more to his motivations, I think. So he went, he got to school, and at that point he uh, started researching his father and his family, and he came to the conclusion that his father's a muggle, and that's sort of what sparked his poor childhood, and that's why he wanted to kill all the muggles. Which is confusing, because he is half muggle. Yes, exactly. Then he's all about, like, you know, the most pure blood, you know, should be wizards and things like that, and, you know, even people that are, you know, wizards with... Muggle parents are still a no-go for him, so that was the weird thing. Yeah, even the, like, what do they call them? The mudbloods. Even, like, racism. Racism! (laughs) Yeah. Racism bad, kids. Look, I I think if if I'm going to rate Voldemort, I think, look, overall, I think he had a a good plan, and I think he, in some ways, I feel like he did uh, achieve what he kind of set out to do, but I just think he got too caught up in bloody harry potter Mm -hmm. and for that 
I think he could have easily, if he had just have steered away from Harry, did whatever he needed to do and then came back for him or whatever it is, plan done, well done, you know, cheers to Voldemort, but he didn't. Hmm. So for that, he loses points. So I'd probably give him, if we're doing it out of 10, give him about a, let's say a solid 6.5. Ooh, a credit. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a nerd. Uh, I think I'm going to go a different route. So like the thing that strikes me about Voldemort is he could have done much better, but he's just so, he's so vain, which is funny because he looks like a fucking snake. Um, but like he's just so obsessed with his own achievements and like thinking that he's the best his horcruxes that he uses to like escape death they all have to be this like these meaningful objects which just make them way easier to find yeah yeah I get you and like he's so obsessed with his own power that he doesn't see like any of the obvious shit coming I don't know I think you know he could have done a lot better if he was more pragmatic so I'm giving him 45 a conceded pass Oh, wow. <laughs> conceded pass. <laughs> conceded pass. <laughs> oh. I mean, uh, you know, things never went really well for him. You know, he got super obsessed with Harry. He, he did take over the uh, ministry for a while, which was hmm. a plus for him. But, you know, he just never cleaned up properly. and He cleaned up their muggles. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. So, now, in terms of, like, he's, he, you know, he's got a lot of passion. I give him that. <laughs> so you're giving him 10 out of a 10 for 10 out of 10 for effort. But uh yeah no I think his plan his plan and execution were both pretty bad so it would be a fail for him I'll give him a 4 out of 10. Oh. Yes. Overall that would average to a 5 out of 10. All right. You're okay. You're okay. You're That's okay. Plus. He gave Please us get degrees. Yep. He gave us a lot of Don't entertainment I know it. so thank you. Okay, so should we move on to what our plans would be? The uh, domination formulation? Yee. Mm. Yee. I think you should go first, Ken. Ooh, I should go first. Okay, well, firstly, my plan is to... um, It's a continuation of Voldemort's final goal. And there are a few things uh, that I considered. It's that... Okay, his origin story is that his parents were... uh, Conceived him uh, via the use of a love potion. So he's not capable of love. And then there's also the fact that he died and then spent like, you know, 14 years trying to come back to life. So he's pretty patient. Hmm. So my plan is to start a love potion factory <laughs> and then transfigure myself into a real life Cupid. Oh my God. After that, I'll start a whole religion about me. Religion? And uh, spread, and uh, you, know, I'll t- you know, I'll tell people that, oh, I'm here to spread love. I'm Cupid, you know? And then I'll drug every couple with a love potion, especially ones that are about to have kids. You mean about to have kids in that they're pregnant no, 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 or no. like they're just thinking no, about having kids? People who are thinking about well, having we'll kids. We'll be in a minute, I'll tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then um I'll let them have and then I'll let them have the kids don't who don't know how to love, okay? And they don't love people. So they don't have kids, right? And after oh. after this I do I do this for about two generations and then after that I think muggles will be bred out. Ta-da! But nobody knows how to love. Muggles. I've seen a problem here. Muggles don't know how to love. That's true, yeah. Oh my god. Ta-da! That's just so fucking depressing. It's pretty bad. But how how are you dominating the world? In well, that? the thing is, like in this case, I I'm trying to create a world with only wizards, and if I want only wizards, then um this is a great way to do it. But couldn't you just like in a nice way? Couldn't you just have wizards and muggles? It like make it legalize it that it's okay to be with and like just do it that way, and people can feel love. 
you monster. Um, they do feel love. Well, they no, because when the babies are, you're basically breeding out muggles. Yeah, you know, with the love potion, they feel love, and then the kids don't feel love. Yeah, but I'm just saying this. See my the plan kids are, So you get a wizard and a muggle together. And they have a a half breed. Oh, with you know, with Voldemort's history, I don't I don't think he'd be op- open to uh mix, mixing uh, wizard blood with uh Muggle blood, unfortunately. So are you Voldemort? Yes, in this case, I am Voldemort. Oh, I'm okay. playing. So you're just saying what Voldemort could yeah, have yeah, done yeah. differently, right? Okay. I think it's important to point out that like when we're doing our, our domination formulations in these episodes, we're doing it as if we were the the villain oh. in the story. I'm not a racist, people. Um, I, I do have a flaw in your plan, though, Ken. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm sure many people out there can attest to this. Uh, angry sex can still result in a kid. Oh, God damn it. I forgot about that. Uh... In fact, it's probably more likely oh, God. <laughs> in some instances. Ooh. My plan is bad. Maybe I should just, like, start make a potion that makes people impotent. No. Oh, well. I uh, expelliarmus your argument. Ha ha. Okay, that's <laughs> Um, I think it has some legs. Hmm. Look, I think it. I mean, it it would work. It's just a dick of a plan. It's pretty dickish, yes. But you know, I'm just thinking. The guy's like so patient. He spent like 14 years coming back to life. You know, he's yeah. And he's got no. An... My plans. My plans got patience in it too. I know. I get yeah. that. I get and he's that. also like you know his origin story sort of like mixes well with how this could be, you know, done. It's a love potion factory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so my plan is fairly simple. So, um, like I said earlier, like my main problem with Voldemort is that he's so proud of himself. Like he thinks he's just king shit. He really needs to just be more pragmatic. So my plan is, instead of having all of these memorable objects that are very easily found or like, you know, hidden in memorable places with like fantastic protection, um, I'm making one of my horcruxes, some random fucking pebble going out into the middle of the ocean without telling anyone where I'm going and dropping it. Oh no. Oh no. I mean, yeah. Yep, that (laughs) that works. It does work. Like, (laughs) I've got no no questions about that. Voldemort, you're dumb. It's what you should have done. Hmm. Although that does mean that I, I can't die. Ooh. If I have, like, I basically have to wait until the earth is destroyed before I can die. Yeah, but... Which is a long time Look, that to be alive. Yeah, I might get true. sick of it in a couple billion years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. But, you know, I guess with a couple billion years, I could, like, check all of the rocks. What, like, just drain them? Just, yeah, do just them one, one at a time. One just by one. But you could probably do it. God, I don't know why I'm helping you. But you could probably do it that you know what pebble it is. Like you can put it like it so it's in a wall or something, mm-hmm. like a no. random place. But no. no, but you know, like you could. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm trying. No, to it's got to be, it's got to be somewhere completely inaccessible. Do you, you know what I mean though? Like if it's yeah. something that to- somebody totally had no idea, something totally random. Yeah. But you still knew where it was. Well, no, that's the thing because just being around these things can sometimes like have an effect on you. So I want it completely inaccessible. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I do agree that, you know, everything he chooses is, like, some sort of artifact or, like, some... And, like, there's a story reason for that. Like, it wouldn't be as interesting if he just picked some random rock in the middle of the ocean. Book seven oh, yeah. would have been Harry Potter and the purchase of a scuba tank. <laughs> <laughs> or gillyweed. Yeah, that's true. So, what's your plan, Emma? Okay, so, my plan... Look, I'm not going to lie. Initially, I was thinking of it as, what would I do? And then I thought, you know what? No, Voldemort was quite a patient man, as Ken, as Ken said. I so. have, yes. I have come up with a uh, 
It was a seven-step plan. Ooh. So basically, like, obviously he was quite upset growing up. But I'm thinking that instead of going, you know, down the uh, the dark path of, you know, fuck everybody and whatever, you know, just just play the game, play the long game. And, you know, step one, work your way into the government as a bureaucrat. And then uh, step two is to become important enough that you're invited to, like, you know, like international conferences and stuff. So you're around a lot of the, the world leaders and things like that. And then once you're in there, you use the imperious curse or a polyjuice potion <gasps> to kind of get some of these guys under your control. So therefore, just after one of these meetings, you know, nobody really, like people know who you are, but they don't really. Then all of a sudden, you've got a bunch of different people throughout the world under your control. Step three, once you've got, I guess, the those bureaucrats and stuff under your control, you go to the banks. <gasps> Move to the banks and you do the same sort of thing. Because as we know, money runs the world. And then you can start to control things that way by, you know, bankrupting certain places and things like that or putting people under financial distress and things. So step four, you can start to get a little bit more strategic, right, with a few different, a few couple of deaths here and there. Um, fuck with people a little bit more. So enough, I feel like in this, you want to cause enough panic and worry within the muggle world, but not enough that there's an absolute full-blown war, right? And then... Um, at that point, he would be able to kind of change anything he wanted. He could, because he's got people under his power, he can change laws, he can change whatever he wants to do. And then, because all of this, so step five, all of this, obviously the wizarding world is aware of everything that's going on. Um, he's already got the muggles under his control. So at this point, he could work his way into the ministry, make a deal with the muggles and the, the wizards, climb to the top of a ministry. And then once he's running that, he can do whatever the fuck he wants because even if the wizards um, in other countries start like saying what the fuck's going on, he's already got the muggles in those countries under his control. And then step six, I guess he could kind of get somebody to make him a philosopher's stone or something so he can stay alive and enjoy it for quite some time. Hmm. And then uh, step seven is profit. Profit, profit. I mean, I'm profit. sold on this plan already. There's profit. Look, it's a long, it's a long it's a plan, long and plan. it's the long, it's the long drawn out plan. But as you said, he was a very patient man, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is, I guess, a nicer way <laughs> to take over the world rather than just being like fuck everyone. Except for that random bit where you just kill people for fun. Yeah. Well, it's not really for fun, but I guess it's just to like cause. <laughs> They're strategic <laughs> I don't know. You were... <laughs> yeah. Look, it's Voldemort. He wants to kill people. Fair enough. So much angst. But yeah. So tell us more about your plan, Emma. Like, I'm noticing there's a, there's a fair few steps in there. Yes. At which yeah. point do you reveal Seven. that you're the mastermind behind everything? I'd say probably around step five, when you're looking to then start taking over the, the wizarding oh, world. Okay. Because obviously, in, you know, when you're in the muggle world, you don't really want people to know that you're a wizard. But in the wizarding world, the more, you know, the more powerful, the more popular you are, the better off you are, I guess. So I guess that's kind of when it would come out that you're... But I guess I guess the question that I have here, and this is me like kind of poking a hole in my own plan, is that I don't know whether there would ever come a time where in the wizarding world you would let the muggles know that the wizarding world like existed. No, there's a, like you know, there's like, an international like convention against that, and they say. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like once you once you've like you're running it all, like whether 
I don't know. They, I think they briefly mentioned this in, in like the last Harry Potter books. It's like the reason Voldemort isn't openly killing muggles left, right and center is because if he did, the rest of the world would have to come in and stop him. If he, As long as he doesn't do that, everybody else is kind of just <laughs> fine to let it play out and yeah, not have fair. to get involved. Um, look, I think, yeah. I, so I think in my head, I think I was going off of that anyway. And I was thinking that, yes, it would just be, you know, because I'm controlling, let's just say I'm in the UK, let's just say, like, I mean, it's Voldemort, right? So he then, you know, he's controlling the prime minister and the queen or whoever he's bloody controlling. And then then he starts getting into the ministry and then he would create a deal between like whoever's at the top of the, in the muggle world and the, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of, so they would obviously be able to have a little bit more free roam, a little bit more whatever, but yeah, without the whole world being known that mm-hmm. wizards exist withered are real mm. yeah does that make sense yeah yeah. Mm. yeah i mean yeah i mean like you know even the dursleys knows that harry's a wizard so you know that it's not that no one can know it's more like well, a... i mean hermione's parents know. That's no they don't oh no they oh, don't oh yeah i forgot about that true they oh man no. they don't even know about her yeah that's really sad yeah. and like the dursleys just get to like what where do the dursleys fucking go like, the Dursleys are just like, I guess we'll go to Cornwall or something for a couple of months. Just lay low. And Hermione is like, nope, you're not my parents anymore. Aww. So what happened to the aunt? <laughs> you know how she's just floating off? Like, do we ever find out about her? Uh, oh, Auntie Marge. Yeah. yeah, no, she's fine. She's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They, fi- Yeah, they fixed her up and they, made her They forget. deflate her. Yep. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay. It's just like an off-the-cuff thing, isn't it? <laughs> yep. They're kind of just like, ah, oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, man. Who hasn't inflated their aunt? <laughs> all right. So who are, we, uh, who are we voting for? I think I'm going to go with Jim. I'm going to go with Emma. Because Ken, yours, mm. yours is just... Oh, okay. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Emma. Woo-hoo. Because Emma's is actually taking over the world, while Jim's is, uh, yeah, live forever, and <laughs> <laughs> can't even kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Mine is basically like the same plot as the rest of the books, but just in like I make just one horcrux. <laughs> just one horcrux, make it a random fucking yep. pebble, oh. so I can't die. Yeah, and even you questioned it. You know how you would find that pebble, pebble if you wanted to die. So I'm like, yeah. but I feel like in that you could just make one Horcrux. Nobody would ever know. Yeah. No, seven, seven, seven random pebbles. Seven. Oh my god, <laughs> is this Dragon Ball? Oh, yep. <laughs> anyway, I win. Yay! I win, Congratulations, I win. Emma. Yay! Well done, Emma. Woo! Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. It was well deserved, Emma. <laughs> So welcome to the end of the show, everyone. Anyone who's still listening. (laughs) Hi, mom. So we just have some housekeeping stuff before we let you all go at the end of class today. Hey. Uh, Get off your phone, Jim. First off is our next episode is going to be on the one, the only, Shrek. Woohoo! Our next episode is going to be on Shrek, and then we'll have a few more other episodes. Like I said earlier, we did have an announcement about our social media accounts. So, well, Ben, this this season is is all about the people. We really want to hear from from everyone. We've been getting some, I guess, chats and feedback and stuff off friends offline, but we we really want to hear from everybody who's listening. We really want everybody to 
to actually get onto the socials and at us. So I think, you know, we've come up with a few different ideas around our in our fantasy season. You know, we've got Harry Potter tonight, Shrek next week, which I'm very excited about. Woo! I'm sure we'll have a few other very excited listeners. Who doesn't love Shrek? He is love. He is life. Shrek. Shrek. Shrek is love. <laughs> what we've decided is that, you know, each of our seasons we've got five episodes and we want to hear from you as to what you, our f- avid listeners, our fans. Even the casual listeners, I don't care. <laughs> Anybody. If people just finding us on Instagram or Twitter. I care about all Strolling of you. on in. Um, we want to hear from you guys as to your ideas about what we should should talk about for our final episode of, of season two. Keeping with the fantasy themes. So um, we'll be posting on, on Twitter um, as well as Instagram. So we'll have um, our handles and everything in the show notes. Jim will put those in. But yeah, we want to hear your suggestions. And um, prior to the, I think probably, what do you think guys, the third episode in? We'll um we'll we'll put up a bit of a poll. Yeah, I'd say when the third episode goes up of this season, we'll put up the poll. Yeah, yeah. viewers' choice. You can at <laughs> all of us online. So for both Twitter and Instagram, it's at WellDomePodcast, and the email address is WellDomePod at gmail Yeah, I'm sorry about that. There was it's hard to get handles on Twitter these days. We're we're, we're ten years late to the party, unfortunately. Yep. If one Not of you fans all. actually reserved um, Well Done Pod for us, then uh, please let us know. Look, it is what it is. Thanks for listening, everyone. Like we said, don't forget to let us know what you'd like our fifth episode to be about. And yeah, and please like, subscribe, and send us through any feedback. We love to hear from you guys. And thank you again, Mr. Anonymous or Mrs. Anonymous. Sorry. Um. <laughs> or oh, Miss Anonymous. Hey there. You know. How you doing? But thank you for writing in. We look forward to many, many other letters. Cool. It's been fun talking to you guys tonight. I'll talk As to you guys always. soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, or leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you'd prefer to talk to us non-verbally, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at worlddompodcast, or you can email worlddompod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tell your mum about it. <laughs>